Action Park Media. Hi, I'm Ethan Suplee. Welcome to American Glutton. Outside of acting, my two favorite things to do are diet and eat. I have a very complicated relationship with food, and on this podcast, we're going to talk about all of it. Food as entertainment. Food as sport. Food as fuel. I'll talk to experts and the average person, just like you and me. Today on American Glutton, I have two guests here, actor Patrick Renna and creative director Grant Klein. These guys have challenged each other and a few buddies to lose 10% of their body fat in three months. They're both busy dads trying to make some healthy changes. As I've said in the past, I'm not a dietitian, a nutritionist, or any other type of trained medical professional. I am only here to speak from my experience. You can find them at Patrick Renna and at Grant Klein on Instagram. Patrick Renna, Grant Klein, welcome to the American Glutton Podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Guys, I have never done this. I've never participated in anything like this. And let me tell you why. Because I think at the point where I could have annihilated people at this, my weight was more of a like an actual concern where people were not going to include me in something like this because it's like, well, he's dying or something. Like he's he's got real problems. We don't want to make it a fun thing. And then by the time I lost weight, it was just like, well, how am I going to participate in this? I don't I'm lose weight slowly now, and so I'm going to lose. The great diet bet. I want to talk about this for many reasons because I want to say, like, my, my questions are, if you have a goal to lose weight, anything that motivates you, if you add this monetary thing or winning or this idea of winning as a motivation, that's cool. But yeah. is it is it structured in the long-term plan of like what your goal is and how to achieve it? We're all screwed when, yeah, it, when we're it's all over. Screwed. Yeah, <laughs> like first of all, I don't think it was enough money for me. Like I'm already out. Yeah. Like, you're out. You're well, out. Okay, so I lost, seven, went, I lost seven pounds the first week. And you haven't then, been working hard and, enough. Yeah. Yeah. I think what is the bet? Okay, okay here, here's God, what it, and I, I think you're going to like this because it sort of answers what you're asking. It is designed in a longer term. It's a three month bet, and it's also it's based. There were a couple guys that were doing some betting that didn't have happy endings, like it people were losing thousands of dollars. So with our bet, we got about seven guys together, and we in three months by April first have to lose ten percent of our body weight. Body weight. Wait. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Now, are you gaming this? Are you are you like eating a lot of sodium and gallons of water the day before you weigh in? No, that's one? what was happening on the previous bet, and that's where people were losing money. No, I mean, we had our fun before it started. But in three months, we have to lose 10% of our body weight. So if you're 200 pounds, you have to lose 20 pounds. Okay. If you do that. In three months. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally doable. Exactly. And I thought you would appreciate that because this isn't like – a starvation diet or this is just exercise, eat right, lose 20 pounds when we all basically need to lose somewhere between 20 and 25 pounds. Yeah. I One feel guy like, needs to lose I feel like I'm pounds. screwed though, because like I lost 40 pounds last year. So and you so guys are down. starting your journey. And was like, this a January 1st thing? Yeah. Basically. Yeah. yeah January, January 4th or okay. something. Yeah. And then if you lose that 10%, you keep your money. Nobody wins it or loses it. You keep your thousand dollars. If you don't do it, 
whoever lost the most gets everyone's thousand. So there's an opportunity for no one to lose money. And it's sort of a supportive thing. We're trying to, we're all trying to lose it. And hopefully we all do. And then nobody loses money. Right. However, if Grant loses the most and three of us don't do it, he gets three grand. Wow. Thousand dollars. That's a motivator. I don't know. No. For me, it is. I don't know. I mean, I'm in the wrong business. Yeah. If it's not for him. <laughs> I was working with an actor who was in very good shape yeah. already. And he entered into some kind of weight loss bet and was starving himself and talking about it. Because, you know, you get into like a real strict diet and that's all you can think about. And you're just like hyper obsessed with your diet and telling people how hungry you are and how you almost faint when you stand up, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. And I remember just thinking like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? You're like a thin guy. Why are you doing – like I don't even see the point. Right. What's the point? Just to make money? You don't need – he doesn't need money. Even if he's going to donate it to charity, like it, none of it made any sense to me. Right. But if you tell me you want to lose 20 pounds, I get it. Yeah. And well, this is a motivator. Yeah, yeah. And I think all the guys in it are like pretty chubby dads, you know, who yeah, dad just, bods. you know, we're all dads and, you know, cage – is one of our good buds, and he's definitely put on some weight over the last few years. He just did like a, a like a fasting thing where he's been eating like essentially like athletic greens for fourteen days. So he's lost eighteen pounds already. Yeah, but so he's gonna gain it back. He's gonna gain it back because he just went to Kansas City. Yeah, and he's just gonna. And get he took fat a photo again. of that breakfast. Yeah, <laughs> a massive. And, and he's like, oh, I just barely ate anything. And yeah. I'm like, oh, you're so no, fucked. You didn't. You're screwed. <laughs> He's gaining ten pounds. Who goes to Kansas City after a fast? And they just won the Chiefs, so yeah. he's celebrating. Yeah. You know, wow. So yeah, I don't know that fasting to you know that feast to famine thing and no. famine to feast. That's not really. Good. I don't. Yes, because are you actually me. losing fat or is it just like water weight? I mean, if somebody's not eating for two weeks, are you actually getting rid of? You're definitely losing fat. Oh, you are. For sure. Because your body is consuming itself. It's going to consume fat first. Like that's its that's its um, stored energy. Right. However, it's not only consuming fat. It's also consuming lean tissue and water. At, at 18 days, for sure, you're, you're hitting lean tissue. Right. And, and, a, and a lot of water too. But it's – but you're definitely consuming fat. The trick is that when you do something like that, that – your body is so incentivized to put it back on quickly right? that it. I just f found that to be not worthwhile. Is that the case? Why is that? When you go into a deficit that hard, you're, you're for sure eating fat you're, or consuming stored fat, but you're also consuming lean tissue. Your body thinks it's starving to death. Right. On any kind of diet, at, at some point your body – the the things like hunger in this are are signals for your body to go like hey you got to deal with this right because uh too much of this and we die right um whereas it takes so long for fat to kill you that your body really isn't going to have this signal of like, hey, you wake up and food is no longer interesting because you're fat. That right. doesn't happen. I wish it did though. Sure. But I've been thinking about this in, in some detail. Like the state of the world right now, we could be facing some kind of real severe – I don't think we are. I think it's all going to be ultimately fine. I'm a very like white-pilled guy. Like 
you know, we're we're all. I think mostly people are pretty decent, and we're we're going to so make it through this. And and um, but like, I'm not going to lie. The beginning of COVID, I was like, what if I have to go back into Griffith Park and hunt for deer? <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah. then and then. If we're starving to death and there's some great famine in America, which is so impossible, the fat people are going to win because they've got fucking savings accounts yeah, of energy. this is true. I'm oh. going to live forever. See? This is great. You're rooting for the great <laughs> I'm out of the game until COVID's over. Now, last time I saw you, you said you weren't happy yet with where you were. And I've you look, might I say, even better now. Hold on. Okay. Let's finish this out. Oh, sorry, sorry. The body doesn't want to be hungry yeah it doesn't if we think back in evolutionary terms starving to death has wiped people out this is along the lines of what you're saying when you get hungry you it's actually you just should go look for food well i mean i think things to eat but you go actually take a walk there are a lot of triggers we're constantly reminded to eat because we the body knows like there's a propensity to starve to death Right. Genetically, even right. if we go back. And so what are the triggers? I don't know that it's caught up because we're not – I now have a couple thousand calories worth of food in my backpack at all times. That never happened before kind of the modern era. You know what I mean? Even if you go back, it was like they'd have some like tack bread, which was like eating – sawdust and some dried meat that's not even thousands of calories you know what i mean like i have bars that are tiny little bars that are 300 calories that's very unusual so the body hasn't caught up with the fact that like it's going to tell me it's hungry and i can get a full meal into my body in five minutes at all times basically that's right instead of having to go and hunt go and hunt or look for it or go out and pick or like even just get up and go over to the fucking tree you've got the carcass hanging off of and, and figure out a way to chop some meat off. Right. And we had to work for it at some point for a long time. Right. We don't have to. Yeah. I mean, that's not to say universally there are still people starving to death on sure. planet Earth. But here in America, generally, even – and, and I, I don't want to say that people aren't hungry and there aren't people who – have it harder, who who looking for food and getting food is more difficult than me, certainly, who have to wait in long lines to get food. That's true too, but there's an abundance of food. Right. And we don't have a lot of people starving to death in America. We just don't. Comparatively, yeah. no, you're right. Yeah. yeah. So you put yourself into this caloric deficit. If it's extreme, then your body, the minute you add back calories, there's something called uh, metabolic adaptation, which there's kind of differing studies on this, but I've always had this experience. Like if my baseline is 3000 calories a day and I diet real severely, my baseline is no longer three. Well, first of all, if you get smaller, your baseline goes down. Sure. But then let's say, 
let's say I'm 300 pounds and my baseline of calories is 3,000 calories and I get to 275 and you think, well, now my baseline of calories is 2,750. A normal person who who is gaining weight to 275 or naturally at 275, their baseline is 2750. But not if you've done an extreme diet down there. Your baseline will be actually lower than that because the process of starving yourself, your body wants to counteract that effect by becoming more efficient. Oh, right. That's what we were talking about, why you gain weight so much faster. Because all of the processes are working against you losing weight. Right, because your body, even if you've lost 20 pounds and you're now 180, your body thinks you're 150. So you well, really, or whatever. Or whatever it's it just, is. it's just working harder to conserve its savings account. You know, imagine if you lose your job and you've got the savings account. Suddenly, you're spending less, freak. You know, to counteract the fact that you have nothing incoming. The body does this naturally. The, wow. Your body has no idea. That you're doing it on purpose, you're intentionally restricting food, you're intentionally going to the gym. Going to the gym and working out, the body thinks you have to do that to maintain life. Everything you do, the body is assuming is a natural part of life. So like hunter-gatherers who are running every day, the body's going like, well, okay, this is what we have to do to survive. And now that we don't have to run every day, you have to trick it and you have to go, here's what I need to survive. You want to lose a bunch of weight and maintain muscle mass? You have to use your body. You have to lift heavy things or your body's going to go, he's not using those muscles. Let's eat them. The muscle actually requires energy to exist the fat is stored energy. So if you if you think about like think about it this way, you're 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 a guy who owns rental properties and and you suddenly go bankrupt or something and you're or you're working into your savings. If something is costing you money that you're not using and you're not generating income, you're gonna get rid of the thing that is draining your account but is not useful. Right. So the thing that's draining your account but not useful while you're on a diet is muscle. So you have to make it useful. How do we trick the body into thinking it's useful? We use it. And then the body goes, oh, well, we need this. We need biceps because he uses them every day. So he must need them. So let's keep that. Yeah. But if he never does legs, well, we can eat a little bit of that muscle because he's not doing anything with it. So them. you're talking diet in general, not even the, the crazy. Well, and if it just gets crazier and crazier, the right. more extreme you go, the more the body is going to look for ways to become more efficient, to, to counteract the deficit that you're putting it in. So would you say that – because you know there's that percentage people say weight loss is 80 percent dieting, 20 percent working out. Would you disagree with that then and say working out is actually more important? No. I actually think it's all diet. Oh, really? Weight loss. Right. I think w there are different things to think about here because we can – I can say – I can say weight loss and in my head I can think, well, I want to look like a guy with a six-pack. That's not all weight loss because right. weight loss is a single metric in calorie deficit, right? Or or whatever you're doing to achieve that balance of spending more energy than you're bringing in. That's all diet. Now, physical goals that you would associate with anything else could be 
all gym, but just just losing weight I think is almost entirely and and obviously there are different points like if you just want to lose some fat and you're fine with doing it slowly and you don't want to disrupt your life by going to the gym the other thing to think about is this when we when we go to the gym if it's brand new are we going to keep doing that forever cuz the minute we stop suddenly you've got this other whole thing of like well if you don't change the way you're eating you're suddenly getting way more energy than you need so i i I think if if you're a guy who's going like i don't go to the gym i just want to lose weight if you don't care about what kind it is yeah you just mindlessly eat less and you're going to lose weight if you want to try to have like this lifestyle change and you don't really care about bread and you want to do keto, like all of these things achieve ultimately the same thing. But weight loss, I think, is almost entirely diet. Hmm. Then there's stuff you can add in for like, you know, you get down to your near your goal of whatever this number is with weight loss and like, yeah, add in some exercise to get you over the edge. But realize that if you don't keep doing that exercise – yeah, you're back to square one. Kind of. Yeah. So what are you going to do, Pat? You're just going to diet? Are you going to exercise? I don't know. Apparently $1,000 wasn't enough for me either because I've blown it these first two weeks. <laughs> well, I have good news for you. Yeah. Um, today is the first of the year. What do you mean? I mean, tomorrow is the first of the year. Sure. Yeah. Whenever you want it to That's be the true. first of the year, it can be the first of the year. I've been being good for the last two days. Nice. So That's good. I do. I need to get the exercise in for me on dieting because it's the only thing. Because when you lose the ability to eat, that sort of – what's a good word for that? That enjoyment of eating. Right. I always feel – it's like quitting smoking. What are you replacing that enjoyment with? I've – and the only thing that's ever helped me is that exercise. And then I start getting addicted to exercise and it replaces the lack of food for me. So I when, have to When start. have you ever been addicted to exercise? Uh, I actually have, my man. <laughs> I will show you some photos on Instagram. Check yeah, me out I, at Patrick Renna. And it's about six years ago. Yeah, we're going to scroll all the way down. <laughs> Go way down to my feed. There's this great shot with me in the mountains and I almost look like Ethan Suplee. Almost. I remember you had a T-shirt on once uh, that had like painted on muscles. And you looked very. <laughs> That's similar. right. That was at the beginning Is of that the quarantine. The photo, yeah. Pat? That's not what I'm talking about. You can see that too, and you'll see even in photos of me today. The quarantine has not been good to me. I have gained the the obligatory. The yeah, the well, COVID nineteen. So I lost for me over quarantine. You're you? killing yeah. You're Jesus. killing the COVID yeah. game. I did. I mean, I just – and it's interesting because I just did basically intermittent fasting. I drank coffee in the morning, snacked a little bit, turkey, cheese, and then had a meal with my kids when I cooked for them around 5, 6 o'clock, and then I wouldn't eat anything after that. Now, did I drink? Did I smoke? Did I do things that are not healthy? Sure. <laughs> I mean, that's 2020, but I feel like I did net out feeling a little bit better than when I started – because I started at 310 last year, and now I'm, like, in between, like, 265, That's awesome. Yeah, so that felt really good, and, like, now I can fit into my clothes, and, you know, I feel, like, more confident, but I still feel like shit. Like, every day I wake up and I feel terrible, and I think that's why Pat 
and I and all the guys. I mean, there's like eight eight guys, and we all just kind of feel like shit. Yeah. Right? And I think it's like whether it's a perception value of how you look or just like an actual physicality of just like you wake up feeling terrible. And I think that's where I'm excited because I think if I start exercising, maybe I'll cut back on smoking. Maybe I won't drink yeah. so much. And then. Yeah. And you look, we all have kids and then you look at your kids and go, I want to be here for a long time for you guys. And yeah. Yeah. We're that sp- is a big part of it. Yeah. You know, is. and I think when you stop, like, like obviously, you know, like whatever relationships and stuff like that, you don't really think about that. But when you have kids, you're like, yeah, I don't want to be in a wheelchair when I'm walking my daughter yeah. down the aisle, you know? And when, I mean, my oldest son's a little over three and a half and he runs circles around me and you, you know, you yeah. go, wow, I cannot keep up with this guy. Yeah. So you got to start. Yeah. You got to start. Yeah. I think all of this is great motivating tools, but how do you, how do you focus it and keep it going? You know what I mean? Like, I think, I think there's a lot of, I, I know for a long time, if I didn't, I would look for the things that would get me off of whatever I was doing. Like a lot of it was just watching TV. I don't know why I love to eat when I'm watching TV. Me too. Just the boredom or something where it's like I'm now multitasking by eating this bag of chips while I watch something. Yeah. And now with a phone, you can like do three things at once. (laughs) You know what I mean? And I, I don't know why. I don't ever like turn my phone off to watch a program. But, like, I've had to really get rid of stuff like that. A lot of my meals I make sure to eat standing up. Like, I don't even put them on a plate. I just eat them out of the pan. And then once I'm done, that's, like, my food for the next three or four hours. That's a really good point because really night eating is the worst thing for me. And that's when you do it. You sit on the couch and watch something. And, I mean, I you know, I've had quite a wild ride doing it when I was younger – I actually grew up in Boston and I was not that heavy of a kid. And then I went to boarding school in Oregon and they had an all-you-can-eat buffet and it ruined me. I'm not joking. I, My mother pulled me out of that school two years later because I gained, as a kid, probably 40 pounds. Yeah. Now that worked for me in Hollywood because then I came to Hollywood and started working as a young chubby kid. Then I realized I wanted to get a girlfriend and I lost probably 100 pounds. Wow. Uh, and I was good for a long time until I got married and actually was happy with a woman. <laughs> and then we had kids. I quit smoking. And it's been four years of just weight gain. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, watching my wife be pregnant and then quitting smoking, which was, you know, you've done it. it sure. Then what are you replacing it with? And yeah. So now I haven't gained that 100 back, but I've gained about 80 of it back. And did you do you find that it's tricky with kids too, just by what they eat and and the amount of leftovers that you feel? I would always have like hundred percent. The last time I had a kid who was born, I was on in the midst of a very strict diet, and suddenly she's eating like mac and cheese and chicken yeah. nuggets. Yep. And never finishing anything. And then I have this, like, suddenly I'm, like, moral about throwing food away. And I'm like, well, you know, there's still people hungry someplace. I I think we've this for them. Yeah, your second meal. Yeah. What did you say? Supper and then dinner? Yes, I had supper and then dinner (laughs) yesterday. 
I think we've all had that like moment where there's that mac and cheese in the pot and you're like, I shouldn't eat it. And then you just take that fucking spoon and you finish and it. You just finish yeah. it. And you just once feel it hits so your lips, that's it. it. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Uh, it's over. And why is it always chicken nuggets and mac and cheese? It that's always is that. Eat. It's so fun. I was talking to your wife today so and good. it was like, it's the chicken nuggets my and mac son and cheese. Eats. Yeah. yeah. I would try to convince my kids to eat like hot dogs and stuff because that's what I like. Yeah. And they wouldn't do it. They yeah. never went for hot dogs. Well, to your point of the eating in the pan, my amazing wife has been preparing all my food for me. So I, and it's calorie based somewhat. Well, this is fucked. This I is know. cheating. Sorry, dude. <laughs> well, you know. Uh, is it cheating? It feels like it's cheating. But what are the, can we just, okay. Yeah, we need to take a step back. Let's You're actually. You're dating someone. She's a sweetheart. She'd probably make you something. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure. No, she actually, she's very thin. She says the secret to losing weight is soup. Well, like great, vegetable yeah. soup. Interesting. So there is a diet I'm on called a, the cabbage soup diet. Yeah, I'm on a. I've been eating soups. It's good. You feel full and it's low c- calories, and you know. I want to understand if the rules the rules because is it cheating if somebody's making his no, food for him? It feels like cheating. It's not. It feels. He's like just cheating. jealous. Yeah. No, she makes the food. I, I I'm doing about seventeen hundred calories a day, but where I lose it is at home at dinner because then she'll make a great meal that's fairly evenly balanced and then I go in the kitchen and pound some more. Yeah. So I the new rule, and I hope this works, is she's just going to put a certain amount on my plate and that's it. Right. I, I can't do the kids' leftovers. I can't because I just – and then it's a vicious circle. Do it, you per- meal prep? Yeah, she's doing it for me. She's meal yeah, prepping so for you. so I have that little backpack in his car. And yeah. And it's uh, cooking right now. It's cooking, yeah. It'll be nice and warm. But so I – we've kind of put it together and, you know, I mean I don't I don't think it's quite as uh, advanced as what I've seen you do. Well, listen, for me, meal prepping is – and if, listen, any version of being prepared for what – if you want to eat in a specific way, preparing for it, that's good. I have to prepare everything. Yeah. Because I will if if I if I have the option to f- fuck around a little bit, I will fuck around, dude. Me too. But I'm sorry for swearing so much. No, it's no, okay. It's okay. We're I didn't it. I mean I, you're exactly what you're saying is my life. Like Yeah. It's a I discipline think, though. I mean, yeah. I think so that's an interesting thing. Like how do you get over the mental challenge of the discipline? And I think that's what I have so much trouble with. It's like yeah, we all know these things. Like, I, I don't believe that there is some fad diet that has a secret to it all. You just eat less than what your body needs. You don't treat it like shit. You sure. work out. You know, it's not much more complicated than that. It's just discipline to do that. And yeah. that's, like, always been my thing. It's like, yeah, I can choose to go in for seconds or not. And I, I'm curious. Like, how do you but get I, past I, that? I, like, you, you control it. Well, here's how – but here's how you – because I don't control it. Here's how you get past it. You recognize – or I – here's how I got past it. I recognize certain things that would consistently throw me off because I'm not actually disciplined. I, I mean that might not be true. I feel very disciplined today. But – it took a long time to figure out that if if I ate with my family and everything was served and it was like – and I was going to measure it as I went, fail. I would always fail. If, if I ever 
got too hungry and went to make my food when I was making, when I was too hungry fail. Yeah. If mm. I, if I allow myself to go to the grocery store when I'm hungry, I'm suddenly buying stuff and maybe even eating it. If I'm making food for other people, I'm tasting it. And every little thing that is a deviation from my plan is an excuse for me to be done with my plan or move closer to being done with my plan. So I literally, if, if I don't, and it's not as true today that I have to do it this rigidly, but in the beginning to, to get myself to a place where I've kind of developed new habits, it would be like, I'd have to be extreme for a long time. If I'm doing like not eating bread, bread is not food. It's, it's eating rocks. And right. I'm just telling myself this is not food because I think that we are at some point in control of our thoughts and I think that's also easier said than done because I can I can say in my head bread is not food bread is a substance that is not edible while at the same time salivating right. over the sight and smell of bread so it takes some conditioning right. of but at some point I'm not looking at the bread do you see what I mean? Yeah. Uh, this is amazing because correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems – and I, we're going to send a group chat out to our fat loss friends text. This is mm-hmm. going to be mandatory listening yeah. for the continuation of our fat loss journey. Well, maybe we don't want them to listen to it. No, because that's the thing about it. You want well, them to win. No, we want all of I us to win. No, we want to all win and we want to sing Kumbaya They're all, they're all at the fat end. fucks. They yeah. should just remain <laughs> fat fucks. No, yeah. but it's interesting because – Number one, I've always thought that I've never been addicted to anything in my life because I I luckily didn't have certain addictions growing up. However, I'm lying to myself. I'm addicted to food. And it's interesting to hear you say this because it's almost like if someone was using drugs, they realize, okay, I'm not going to go hang out with those friends because those are the friends I do drugs with. Well, guess what? I'm not going to sit on my couch every night and watch Netflix because that's what I – do that's when I pound the chips. Yeah, yeah. that's the trigger. Which I did last yeah. night. Yeah. So I actually lied to you guys. I have not been good the last two days. Uh, I, I knew it. But they, these are it. the things that if we really take time yeah. to do an examination of what we want, what it's going to take to get there, there's another step because unless you've never done anything like this before, if you have failures – to actually look at where the failures are and go, okay, it's not necessarily one for one, but what led to that? What If I go five steps back and it's like today I'm eating at nine, noon, and three, and you miss noon, and then when it's three, you fuck up and you're eating way more. And once you're eating way more, you're throwing ketchup and, and mayonnaise on or whatever it is that you're not supposed to be doing – that to me was a real thing. If I go, I'm going to meal prep or like even with meal delivery. Right now I have a company called Trifecta. I couldn't be happier. But I've tried other ones where mm-hmm. at the end of the week my refrigerator is full of plastic cases that I didn't eat. And I'm yeah. going like, what am I doing? This doesn't make any sense. But it, but it would literally be like, well – you know, I really don't feel like this turkey burger right now. Let me make myself a ham and cheese sandwich or or whatever. And then suddenly I'm not eating the rest of the food for the week and I'm doing something else. Right. If I'm if I'm meal prepping, I am making absolutely everything I can eat the next day or the next 3 days 
And I don't deviate from that. I'm not going to eat everything. And then, you know, like there's a, I remember uh, doing a diet where it was like two uh, slim fast, two shakes and then a healthy dinner. Sure. The fuck do they know about my healthy dinner? Yeah. My healthy dinner is like four pizzas. (laughs) Like you don't know my healthy dinner. It's true. Anybody who tells me to have a cheat day, I'm like, do you know what I can do on a cheat day? I can eat 30,000 calories on a cheat day. (sighs) That is one thing that I did to lose weight last year is I didn't have any cheat days. I just created the lifestyle. And I think it's interesting you said the thing about the grazing because that is one big thing because, I mean, kind of shitty, went through a divorce. I didn't have a lot of, like, sit-down family meals, so I was always just kind of, like, snacking out of the fridge. That helped a lot, like, not sitting down to have a meal, not sitting in front of the couch. And I think we get so lazy as a culture where then you, like— it becomes a thing, and then when you stop making food important, I guess, and that's kind of what I did, you know. And so, but it's weird now because like where I'm at is like great. I've lost this weight. I have to do now. Like I have to lose 27 more pounds. I'm having difficulty with that. Like I lost a few in the first week. I've gained it back. I don't know what to do other than what I've already been doing, other than like starting to exercise. Which like honestly, now that I smoke, I feel like shit. Like my body is just like fuck you yeah uh so like i'm just curious like so you go through this even if you can get the discipline ahead of it and you can start creating these lifestyle approaches like what's the next step for somebody who has lost a little bit of weight to get that next 20 for me the the biggest change that i've been doing for the past couple of years have been maintenance periods but if you have if you've been maintaining your weight for a certain amount of time then your body's not stressed out by diet you're you're not you you know whatever your endocrine system and 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 everything that gets stressed out while dieting shouldn't have been stressed out but i would just like i don't know if you're trying to approach diet from the thing of like keto which is which dogmatically is very much like you just cut out carbs and you're not really paying attention to quantities or if you're actively paying attention to quantities because the trick I found when I would get down and wait while doing diets that were not focused on quantities is I would always wind up having to focus on quantities Mm. and not mathematically like with calories just with like I know if I eat what I want to eat, I won't lose weight. So I have to eat less and be hungry. And, you know, I think it's almost easier just to like go, what's a number? Okay. Uh, you know, a Google cal- calculator for a uh, basal metabolic uh, rate will, will spit a number out at me. Right. Let's fuck around with this number and see if it's real. So I'm just going to eat to this number of calories every day. Did I lose weight? Did I gain weight? Okay. Let me drop it by 10%, see what happens. Did I lose weight? Okay, good. Then I'm going to do that for a while. Am I now stalled? What could the reason for that be? Did I eat a shitload of salt? Is it sodium masking my fat loss? Is it something like this? Okay, I'm going to tweak it in that way. Then maybe I drop it by 10% again. See if that works, if that fixed it. I think that the, the factor that can trip me up or has tripped me up before has been hyper vigilance of weighing myself every day where there's going to be a fluctuation. Yeah. You know what I mean? And what we want to look at is 
a longer period of time and is it trending down or trending up over the course of like a month, right? If we go every day, I'll go crazy. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. interesting when you put it in a math perspective. I feel like I can understand that. Like, we should know what our calories are every day. Yeah. And then... Well, yeah, because I'm just guessing. But, yeah, I mean, that's all I've been doing. But generally, do you th- you think it's 10% of a... Or, sorry, no, time... Do you think if you're 200 pounds, you do 2,000? So times 100 multiplied by 100? I always just punch it into any random google thing and then i give it a week and see what happens okay and you know what is this random google thing though you literally just well it's just google. like a bmi calculator yeah, yeah. and then you, they tell you what BMR? you're like bm bm yeah it's yes that bm bmr calculator yeah, yeah i'm doing this right now that's I, what you use I mean, it's going to give you a number of different ones, and I'd be willing to bet I've used all of them, and they all roughly come out to say. And then I'll also have done it where I wasn't being super honest with myself, and it's like, you know, when you get into the advanced thing of like how often do you exercise, how active you are, and I'm like maxing out everyone to try to get (laughs) extra calories. It's just not true. I'm not doing, you know – eight hours of hard physical labor every day. Right. So somebody who's working construction is going to need to eat more than I am. Right. Yeah. Pat and I, we just sit in an office and stare at each other every day. Right. Lovingly at each other. Lovingly. Sometimes not. Do I, I is my height, my actual height or what I slate on auditions? Yeah. (laughs) That'll that'll play a part. Definitely not six one. No. (laughs) Well, I never say that, but come on, you know, probably good idea. If you have a sedentary job to get a little exercise too, maybe not even for weight loss, just for general health. Yeah. Wait, so this says BMR equals 1886 calories per day. Yeah. Good. So if you come in at what sixteen hundred, that's kind of yeah. I mean, look. In theory, that is the amount of calories you need doing nothing to right. remain the size you are. So really, I always go if I add working out on top of this, I'm gonna be in a deficit. That's right. how I do that. That's smart, and it typically has worked. So get do 1886 and exercise. Well, here's or the thing. Or you can do both. I mean. No, but what you're saying is. is you, I believe the way it's giving you that figure is literally laying in bed breathing ca- requires that many calories. Yeah, because then it says daily calorie needs based on activity level, sedentary, little or no exercise, 2263. See? Oh, yeah. so if I was just laying in bed. You still are. So I, More I can have 2,200, basically, I, with exercise. I'm I, Listen. <laughs> I'm not – listen. You're in the best shape out of anyone I know. Okay. So I think – So what with, I have done – here's the yeah. only way I'm willing to phrase this. What I have done yeah. is taken that base number and then just done that because I know I'm in a deficit at that point. Now – Oh, the base number of just laying down in a bed. Yes. Got it. And then any activity on top of that. Now, if I decide to go hiking for 10 miles, which I've done. You'll bump it up. I eat more. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, because then you're starting to shake. and. Yeah. I mean, that's not – I also am super into 
really slow weight loss right now. Yeah. I I don't want to do anything. I don't want to lose more than 1% of my body weight per week. But you weren't when you went from whatever to No, I've I've done I've done four, uh, 80 pounds in 2 months. Right. I've done Whoa. that. Yeah. I would not do that now. Well, I remember when you were biking a lot and you were still bigger. Yeah. You, but you were a lot you had lost a lot of weight at that point though. Yeah. But you weren't what you are now. No. And and that I was also behaving in a way that I wouldn't behave now where I was doing an insane amount of cardio every day, like averaging six to eight hours of cardio every day and still dieting and still starving myself and doing really dumb diets where like, you know, I'm only allowed to eat solid food while I ride my bike and then after at night I'm only having carbolite, you know, and, right. I, and, and like that's just – stupid you know do you think cycling is the best form of exercise to lose weight no i don't i mean it depends on what if if you really want to be a if you really want to be good at riding a bike it's the best here's the other tricky thing with stuff like cardio your body is gonna get better it's gonna figure out how to be more efficient so if you're just taking some block and going like, well, I'm just going to run on the treadmill for an hour a day, that's going to use less calories in a month than it did to begin with. Right. Your body's going to figure it out. So you got to do – you got to change it up. You got, you know what I mean? So just doing the same thing every day I don't think is a smart plan. Right. Do you feel the best that you ever have? I feel pretty good. Mm. See, we do you were gonna... wake up in the morning like feel like you have a headache and you want to die? In the <laughs> no, he doesn't. He doesn't. I, mean, I, I don't feel that. feel that way. Do you yeah. actually wake up and you feel good? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Like you're not tired? I I have trouble sleeping past sunrise and I get up and I'm super excited to, I know you, to get going. I, I know That's you thought cool. this was your podcast, but it's now Grant and my podcast. Hey, I love it. Because <laughs> we're we're just looking at you. I realized, Grant, we were going to do a documentary about our weight loss. But that the subject of losing 20 pounds in three months, that's not what it needs to be. We all need to become Ethan Supply. No, why yes. me? What's your goal? Well, well, I just mean get that in shape. That would be a good documentary. Yeah, that would be good. Like our journey to – Actually, have any kind of muscle. That's right. Yeah. And then on the wall, we'll just have muscle. a picture of Ethan yeah. instead of the president. That's our motivation. And we'll like have to jump up and hit it every yeah. day. Um, you guys should make a documentary. I fucking wish I documented my weight loss more than I did. But we need a trainer. Well, your experience sounds a lot like mine. I mean, obviously, because I think maybe I'm, I'm smaller than you, so the numbers are different. But sure. I. And I don't know that I ever quite got – I don't think I hit levels either way, obviously, because I've never been that in shape and I wasn't as large. But still, I mean, how many pounds did you lose overall? There's no way to know because I gained back weight so many times. Right. The, well, that's me too. That's what I, And that's yeah. what I mean. Like I've gone up and down I was, for 25 years. I was around 550 pounds. And went down to around 200 pounds and then back up to around 400 pounds and am now 255 pounds. Wow. So I've been all over the place. And in there, there were times where, you know, I did lots of crash diets of like 
500 calories a day yeah. in solid food, 500 calories a day in liquid food. I lose 30, 40 pounds in a month and then gain it back, you know? Yeah. Right. I got too skinny. I, I got to, I got to 139 for me and I'm five, seven. Uh, but that was, that wasn't right for me, for my body type. It didn't look good either. Yeah. I, I was like, well, and did you do it kind of quickly? Yeah. Yeah. I did Herbalife and I don't know what Herbalife, that's from, something it's I from back did. in the day. It was, you were supposed to do two shakes it was an and a sensible LM dinner. Scheme. Oh yeah. yes. But I remember I, that yeah. being called slim fast, but, but okay. I did this one and I didn't even do the sensible dinner. I just did three shakes right. for months yeah. and just got so skinny. So the, I've fully had that where you're gaunt and you actually look unhealthy. Yeah. And I just think that that is from losing weight too quickly. And when and what happens is you do lose a bunch of lean tissue too. And so, you know, and that's what I looked at when I was 200 pounds. I was just, I just was like, yeah. this sucks. Doesn't even look good. No. Yeah. I did all this work. I fucking have gone against – I've been white-knuckling this thing, working against every urge. Yeah. And still at the end of that, I'm not in a comfortable space where I'm like, oh, I can do this forever. It's like if if I if I deviate at all, I'm done and everything is telling me to deviate, yeah. right? And And I also don't look good. Yeah. What's the point? Yeah, exactly. And it's painful. It sucks. That's why I was saying, and Grant, you will go into, deep into my Instagram feed and see this photo oh, of me. I will not. At 139? No, this is about six years ago when my wife and I were doing a lot of hiking. Mm -hmm. I was this wasn't when you were riding bird scooters all around the country. No, that's later. Okay. Uh, I was jogging <laughs> three miles a day, uh, and I was getting up to a pretty good speed, and then we'd go for hikes. I wasn't the lightest. I was probably 170, but I felt the best I ever felt. Yeah. I was just in the best physical shape. Yeah. I think, yeah, everything that I've done that has been increase my activity and eat more sensibly, I've had, I've felt the best about. Yeah. I've felt comfortable, confident, happy, aesthetically, you know, there's like four massive weight loss, the loose skin issue, which is not really talked about very much right. because it is, it is something that like when you go from 500 pounds to 200 pounds, you have giant billowing flaps or I did of skin, like a sail, you know, did you ever see that movie where they like, it was like, I think Vincent D'Onofrio and they like hung him from his back on hooks and oh, he would yeah, go yeah. into this dream state. Do you know what I'm talking about? I thought you were talking about Men in Black. <laughs> no, but where he is like really – he becomes the alien, but he's like all flappy. But yeah, it yeah. worked too. It he, worked. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what this movie was called. And I – is Ben Affleck in it? I don't know. But Vincent D'Onofrio is in it and he's the bad guy and he's crazy. And they like – they all get suspended and like the – the not bad guys get suspended from suits. They wear these suits and they suspend them. And Vincent D'Onofrio hooks hooks through his skin, which is something people do. Um, and they get dangled from these hooks. And I just remember watching this going like, how crazy would it be if I was hung from that? Because you would see like a sail, no. like yeah. skin <laughs> would turn into a sail on my back. Anyway, there are a lot of stuff. Uh, that, you know, 
a person who's got a lot of weight to lose has an idea in their head of what it's going to be like to lose that weight. And then suddenly you have this thing that nobody says. You don't go into a doctor going, I need to lose 300 pounds. And they go, well, let me tell you, there's a lot of skin. Yeah, let me show you this chainsaw. Yeah. Pookie sent me the name of this movie. Is it The Cell? The Cell. Is that, what's that? Yes, that movie is like. Jennifer Lopez? Yes. Yes. The Cell. I don't remember Anyway, they hang him from his back. Yeah, we can watch it together. And I always, I always thought, it. like, I would be crazy if I did that with my loose skin. It would be wild. Anyway, that's such a stupid aside. I apologize. No, it's um, it's it's fine. But watch Men in Black because Vincent D'Onofrio, it's the same thing. It works he's too. So yeah. awesome. <laughs> he is awesome. He's so and he's awesome. the bad guy. Yeah, the cockroach man. Yeah, yeah. and he's all yeah. So yeah. it it made sense to me in my head. Loose skin's a real issue, and then dieting real quickly, losing weight, losing lean tissue, and aging yourself can be an issue if right. you, you know, lose weight. Yeah, I mean, rapidly. I'll talk about some embarrassing shit, because when I was 30, actually, I had brain surgery. Wow. I have an autoimmune condition in my pituitary gland, so my body just got really fucked. And I went on prednisone, and I gained 60 pounds in two months. Oh, my so God. So I got crazy stretch marks, like, all over my body. And so I was at the heaviest I'd ever been, and then I started losing weight, which has been like a slow process over the last 10 years because I'm almost 40 now. And then now I just have like shitty stretch marks like all over my body, and I'm fucking single. And it's like I have crazy thoughts about that. Like I feel like shit, and I can't really do anything. Once you're like stretch marked out and stretch marked in, you're not much you can do about it. Yeah. Just kind of got to own it, which I can do, I guess, but – you know, people don't talk about that, and especially with guys, because you always hear, like, girls' stretch marks, girls' stretch marks. Like, guys have this shit, too, and, like, I have gnarly ones. Like, okay. you can see, like, all these just, like, fucking gnarly. Like, I have that all over my chest, yeah. you know? And I think that's interesting. It's like, the skin issue is a real issue, but then also, like, what do you do after you gain a lot of weight and then lose it? I don't know. Yeah. It's kind of heavy. Yeah, what do you do? But, but I mean, what, what do you, that's nothing. What do you do yeah. is all I know to do about like skin issues are not care, accept it, or right. have it cut off. That's what you do. Right. But, you know, I think knowing it or having some idea that this is a thing going into it, you know, is helpful because I did not. I didn't go see a doctor and that was not brought up that I just assumed when I lose weight, I'll lose my skin will lose weight too. And therefore I will be what I consider to be a normal body person at the end of weight loss. Not the case. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting, but still regardless, not that it's great to have any, any flaw you know, you don't look for them. It's still, I would say, better to be thinner and have the unfortunate side effect from having been big than to it's, not it's be. It's my preference, also. Yeah, like, I can, uh, but I can empathize with totally somebody, especially if you're doing something that is so difficult um, and so tenuous. Because, like, yeah, it, it, you've been living for a long time, eating in a certain way. Now you're fighting all of those urges to get to a different place and 
And there's this byproduct that's really was for me undesirable at the time. And you and I go like, is this even worth it? I don't know. Yeah. This is not the result I wanted. Now today, yes, it's worth it. All bodies are different. So then, you you know, my wife will be looking at someone that had a kid two months ago and they're like, perfect. And yeah. Like, what the heck? Right. How did you do that? And I, I mean, I look at guys and when they're just always in shape, I think to myself, How, what yeah. is it like to just have that body? Yeah. That, you know, you can just do whatever you want and yeah. it just always bounces back, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, I I have friends who are like, you need to be the big dude. Why are you dieting still? And I'm like, I don't know. Because I don't. This is what I'm doing. Yeah, but it's also because I don't act for ha- like all my happiness isn't that. That's right. such a bullshit yeah. thing to say. Like yeah. the amount of happiness that you've probably gotten. I'm annoyed at those friends right now because I'm a chubby man. How dare they? Screw you guys. <laughs> but like, like the amount of happiness you probably have from what you've done. From the physical transformations, honestly, very high. I think the only thing that I actually experience happiness from is setting a goal and achieving the goal. Right. That's sure. That's all my happiness. So, like today, I look in the mirror, all the mental illness and bullshit of like self critical, judgmental nonsense that I've had forever, I still have. And I I have better tools to to work myself through it, right? And I do that. I mean, yeah. But I still have to do that. Yeah. Except I mean, when- I think that's cool that you're honest about that, though, because, like, even so, like, if, like, Pat and I are looking at you going, we wish, like, we wouldn't have a complaint. But I don't think that's true. I mean, Not I think- when you're there yourself. Right. Yeah, there's an element of that. But you also said when you wake up, you feel good. So I'm saying that f- maybe happiness is the wrong word, but health and feeling good in the morning is – more important than being able to book a job for some sure. some producer who wrote a fat guy role. But I think sure. e- you know? even that, when I think back to my biggest, which was also for sure the most physically uncomfortable I've ever been. Right. It it's all, but it's all relative because it wasn't like I went from this to that overnight. Sure. I that was over such a long period of time. That my knees hurt, but it was a pain that I was accustomed to. to. Yep. And, uh, you know, I had to sleep in weird positions so I could breathe. Right. Um, but that's just what it came to over the course of some time. So it just all of this stuff was life. Yeah. And, yes, I was physically uncomfortable. And today, but even today, dude, I, I don't know if it's because I was so heavy for so long that, like, I have – I have pain in my feet. I'm flat-footed and and I've had surgery on my knee and all of this stuff. I imagine that if I was heavier, you know, I sometimes carry weights around that are nowhere even near how heavy I was. And I'm like, this is a nightmare. I really feel this in my joints, right? Uh Well, what must have it been like when it was twice this much or three times this much weight? Yeah. And I I can't even remember because that was just normal life. And I've gotten to this place over so much time that this is just normal life. I do know my energy is better. And I know that if I set a goal and I achieve that goal, I'm I'm much happier. That's my happiness. Yeah. yeah. If I fail at achieving my goal, it's a miserable place to be. And I beat myself up so severely that it's awful. Yeah. And I think that 
actively being aware of that and trying to work through it in a positive way is something that I, I also do a lot. Yeah. But staring at myself in the mirror and thinking I'm a piece of shit still happens. Sure. Just like it did when I was 500 X pounds. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I understand that. I think that is even not just weight loss. I, I, you know, you think about the actions you did in a day and go, what an asshole. I can't believe I did. You know, yeah. I think any good person has that, but yeah. and, it just always rubs me the wrong way when someone says to some, someone says to someone that was very large, just like I have been very large. They have no understanding of what it's like to be that large. Then someone worked a long time to get to where you are. And then to say, you need to be the big guy, man. Right. I want to take your muscles and knock them out (laughs) for the insensitivity of that fucking statement. I think in fairness, though, I'm really only good with goals. So I set goals for myself and I'm just working towards that goal. Without a goal, physically, I'm very dangerous to myself. And I think their point was more just like you got your six pack, you know – what yeah. are you doing? And then I say, like, I'm going to have revealed obliques, right, which are the weird rib muscles. Right. And they're like, really? Uh, okay. And and it's just like sure. I think that their intention isn't, like, gain a bunch of weight. It's just, like, give yourself a break. Sure. Which is fair. Don't make excuses for them. You and I could for sure take them. Yes. Like, you and we I, could. I guarantee you could beat them up. Indeed, we could. I think Ethan and I could beat up anyone together pretty much. <laughs> Yeah, you would video it. <laughs> I I'm there. I'm there. Yeah. How, how's your brain? Brain's still fucked. I have an autoimmune condition called granulomatous hypocytus, and there's like four published journal entries on it. Super rare. Wow. But the problem with it is there is no cure. It's autoimmune. So I just kind of deal with it. And there's been times where you know, I can get really healthy and exercise and, like, come down on some of the medication. But for the most part, I've been on steroids for nine years now. And then on top of that, I take testosterone and, you know, thyroid medication. So, you know, it's it's really hard for me to lose weight, you know, on top of just, you know, my normal lifestyle. The, the drugs that I'm taking is actually, you know, trying to make me hungrier, like prednisone. I don't know if you've ever been on it, but yeah. it makes you gain weight and makes you hungry. So, like, on top of everything that I have to do physically, I also have to deal with that. And, you know, at the end of the day, like, I don't know, I might have to live with it for the rest of my life. But I'm not so, like, I don't know, I'm not, like, bummed out on a day-to-day about it just because I'm so used to it. But I think this is also the interesting thing is, like, when you're heavy, you just kind of get used to it. You come complacent about it and i think you know like i should be every day even more than pat like more active and watching what i eat and taking care of myself but i'm like now set myself back of like i haven't been doing this for nine years i'm still kind of fucked i'm just gonna keep going the way it's going yeah and so it's just interesting like the mental aspect to me is like so heavy because like i think like it's very um I don't know, heartwarming to hear you say that you, even with all the changes you've gone through, you can look at yourself in the mirror and still look at yourself and feel like a piece of shit. I think that's, that honesty is very beautiful to me because like, 
even though I've lost 40 pounds and I've gone through like huge lifestyle changes to try and get my body healthier, I still do that every single morning. Yeah. You know, so I think, you know, from, I think a lot of people now, especially with people are getting, I think, less healthy over time, especially with, um, you know, fast food and like diet and people are diabetic now. I have a couple of friends that are diabetic, which like 10, 15 years ago, you never even heard of that. So I think people are becoming more unhealthy and it's just interesting to see that like more people are on medication now. Like, how do you deal with that? And, you know, I haven't figured it out. Like, it's true that, yeah. I mean, the two people we know, too, that got diabetes, you would have looked at them and it, yeah. it's not what you think. I mean, yeah. a mutual friend of ours. and Yeah. Uh, you're right. I mean, it's probably the but food. But they both got type 1 diabetes, yeah. right? Later in life, too. Yeah. Which is becoming more prevalent. I Seems, think. yeah. Yeah. Um, but let me ask you a question. This uh, steroids... Wouldn't you have the propensity to build more muscle taking them? It's different kind of steroids. Oh. It's like it basically removes inflammation. Okay. So the testosterone would help like burn the fat. Yeah. But the, it just really just reduces inflammation. Like it's interesting. I haven't seen a chiropractor in nine years. Like right. I haven't pulled a muscle in nine years. Like, oh, wow. It's very interesting what it well, does okay, with your body. But even from that point of view, you could overload your muscles without them flaring up right, right? theoretically so even yeah. that could be a yeah. possibility. i'm just trying to turn it into some kind of a positive yeah i mean i think there are like the fact that you know i can legally and safely cycle testosterone does help my body like i feel a lot more energy when i do it i can go exercise i have more energy from a day-to-day basis so i do think there are pluses that you can focus on um but for the most part like i wake up every morning because with autoimmune condition, basically my pituitary gets inflamed. Uh-huh. So it's like waking up with a hangover every morning. Ooh. And then I take the prednisone and within like an hour, I feel like myself. Right. So I think like the prednisone for me, I don't think is like, it's just kind of taking away the shit. It's, it's not so much like making me feel better. Yeah. If that makes sense. Okay. So I have questions for you. One, is there anything nutritionally that you know i don't have autoimmune but i but i do know that brandy has uh autoimmune markers for something not where it's not full-blown but it was like leading towards that and dietarily she was able to change those is there anything that you could do to affect it from diet I tried a bunch of stuff like I went like vegan for about six months and it didn't really reduce medication for me I still like I mean and when I say this it's like I'm getting blood tests every week right like this isn't like I'm like how I feel it's like actual markers and things that endocrinologists can track yeah uh, I did basically juicing for 30 days straight where I just had vegetable juice. I watched that uh, fat, sick, and nearly dead documentary, and I thought that was interesting. Um, so I tried that for 30 days, didn't change anything. So, I right. mean, I'm sure it does help people, but for me and just my situation, it's, I've gone through yeah. all the diets. I've been willing to do it for the long-term health consequences, but at the end of the day, like, if it doesn't if it doesn't change it what's the point right yeah well that's heavy what are you going to do 
I don't know. I mean, it's an interesting question because, like, probably once a month I'll get, like, this debilitating feeling of, like, I'm going to die in a year and lose my children my whole life. And then usually for the other 29 days I don't think about it because I'm just busy and I run a company. And But I don't know. I mean, like, I feel like making these kind of choices, like, where it's just, like, cool, we're setting this goal. We're trying to lose. I have 27 pounds to lose. Okay, great. But on that day— can you find some way to try to work through that thought by acknowledging what you have done? Because if in this year you've lost 40 pounds, that's not nothing. Right. You know what I mean? And if that's a contributing factor to why you have that thought or or it's a rationalization or a justification for why you have that thought, if if that thought is being bolstered by this idea that it's got something to do with your weight – then kick that thought in the teeth by going, well, I've, look what I have done. And I'm not saying it's in such a way that you then don't have to do anything. Right. But you should be able to acknowledge. I just think we do better with positive reinforcement. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess that's the, you know, that's the challenge that I face. Because, like, usually the way that I insight change in myself is just through negative reinforcement, which right. is, like, us, me and everybody else, right? And I think getting... And switching to the positive. Because I when I lose 40 pounds, I don't think about the 40 pounds. I think about the 30 that I still have left to do. Yeah. You know, because, like, ultimately, if, like, football weight for me was, like, 240, 250. And if I can get back to that, I'm great. Yeah. So I'm always thinking about what I haven't done. And I think, I mean, this is the crux of all of us. You know, I mean, we're all looking at that instead of the thing. And I think also, too, to your point, it's like I should have looked at myself in the mirror and said, cool, I lost 40 pounds this year. I still feel like shit. What else should I do? Yeah. You know, maybe I shouldn't be drinking. Maybe I shouldn't be smoking. Maybe I should exercise once. I don't think I exercised once since March. Right. Not one time. I feel like it's juggling both of those factors, too, because looking in the mirror and saying, hey, I'm not where I want to be. Or even looking at your company or your career or anything and saying, I'm not where I want to be, that fires you to do more. However, accepting and appreciating where you have come, I think, is strengthens a happy lifestyle. So the happier you are, probably the more you'll advance as well. So you kind of have to juggle them both, I think. For me, it becomes a fine line. And this is like with anything, shame, guilt, Anything emotional, like if we had like severe depression on one side and pure joy on the other, either one of those things can send me off course. Right. A celebration can send me off course just as fast as like a failure. And so I think down the middle of it is this place where I can exist where it's like I want to be aware of it and use this thing, this feeling of guilt or shame to strengthen myself but feeling it too much is this nihilistic hopelessness right and feeling it too little is also like well if i don't feel it at all then there are no consequences right and so what's the point in trying to do anything anyways and but somewhere in the middle and i just use like this idea of positive reinforcement as like a a rudder to keep me pointed because I'll go dark way more than I'll go positive. I am not like the, right. the optimistic guy that's running around <laughs> going like, everything's wonderful. I don't have to change anything. That's right. not me. 
I'm the what's the point in life? Why am I doing anything? Let's get a bunch of drugs and get on a fucking log and float out into the middle of the ocean and find God that way. Like that's where I go to darkness. And so to get myself back there, I got to push myself and urge myself back towards like the other end of the extreme. And hopefully I catch myself in the middle, which is like I'm never going to naturally fall into this pure optimism where like everything's solved and life is great. But – I got to urge towards that. Now, if you're a guy who falls more towards optimism, maybe you got to urge a little bit more towards negative. Maybe. I don't know. That's just not my experience. I don't Uh, know anyone that really falls towards optimism. I think if they say they do, that's – I feel like everybody on Instagram is that. But that's what I mean. It's all surface. It's all bullshit. Sometimes the most manically happy people are actually the most unhappy. Yeah. Like I am right with you on the – Float off in the middle yeah, of the ocean. This, and I mean, uh, we go, can, when it go, I'm going to yeah. log by 3 o'clock. Let's yeah, go. Yeah. All three yeah. of us? Well, yeah, we'll, we'll do it. it. Um, but that's not so dark and depressing. If I was with you guys, I'd be happy. Did you so ever eat, doesn't work. when you were a vegan, did you ever eat at the place on Larchmont? It's like really fancy vegan food. I don't think so. There's a place and like the dishes are all named like. Oh, um, I did. Mindfulness yes, it's like, yeah, or like, grateful yeah. salad or whatever. Yeah. What is this called? It's, These are the people yeah. where I go in there and I just want to like slap people with a steak. Right. You know? <laughs> That's how dark I get. But with a vegan steak. Because they're all so, they all seem so optimistic. Like life is so good. And I'm Ugh. like, is it really? I'm going to go dark. Fucking let's take some of their pills, dude. Yeah. You know? I don't think I want that pill either. A couple pills. No, you don't want that pill. You want a little bit of that. You want to listen, the worst word ever, I think, is mindfulness because it sounds like hippie optimistic <laughs> nonsense to me. But it's true. Like, right. let's, you want like a sliver of that. A little yes, taste. A taste. Yeah. But I, you don't want the whole pill. Right. Because that whole pill is infuriating to watch. I agree. And I don't think it makes anyone better. It's just too full of it. I'm sorry. I don't know, dude. That kind of like – listen, you read Brave New World and and – the motherfuckers were just happy. They got their soma and they like to watch their own. They were like laughing at how um, in servitude they were and how everything was being manipulated. And th- there's a certain point where I go like, maybe that's fun. No, here's the thing. You know why that's not right? Because this is not a matter of like being happy or not. Obviously, let's all strive to be happy. The reason that amount of optimism isn't right is what you were saying about – the culture of we're not going to starve in America. And then you were careful to say, I know that that's not the case everywhere else. Right. That's why that optimism is not right because you're not thinking about the entirety of the world. If you're that optimistic, you're going, everything's great for me, Yeah, but let's not pocket. forget about yeah. India and what it was like right. in slums to deal with COVID-19 sure. when 30 people were in a thousand square feet and they couldn't leave. And like, yeah. Meanwhile in Yemen. Right. Yeah, not good. You're not thinking about everything when you're that false optimism. I think is not healthy personally, but yes. Yeah, so the, if we get to the point where there's nothing less left to fix, then yeah, okay. Then, no, no. I'm saying if you, that's the mind frame, right? Yeah, that's everything's a terrible great. Mind frame. There's nothing oh, to change or fix. Terrible. Yeah. Okay. Yes, but if you're if you're going into everything is hopeless. 
that's also not good. Equally so, as bad. Equally as bad. I would agree. So just not, but knock yourself towards goodness a yeah. little bit, right? Just to get it's yourself into the place where you, where there's even a purpose for right. fixing stuff. This and could improving. be a whole other podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I was saying when you look in the mirror, it's a nice balance. You have to appreciate where you've gone, where you've gotten to or whatever, and where you want to go so yeah. that you don't quit. Because especially with weight loss, man, if you are complacent, then you're on the couch with the bag of chips and it's over. Yeah. And then I get haagen and I mean, when you said 30,000 calories that you could, I mean, I'll that's do me it, too, dude. dude. Yeah. I used to do a pound of pasta. I would just do pasta in a bowl with butter yeah. and maybe some cheese yeah. and just eat it. And then after that, you want some ice cream. Yeah, yeah. And then the ice cream makes you want something savory again. Yeah. And you're fucked. And you're fucked. <laughs> and then you're calling Domino's at two in the morning, which yeah. I think is possible now. <laughs> yeah. I think you can do that. Yeah. I My fucking kids told me that you can get McDonald's through Postmates. Oh, yeah. This is the craziest thought yeah. I've ever had in my life. It's at your fingertips now. You don't even have to. By the way. <laughs> You don't even have to open your door anymore. They leave it for yeah. you. Yeah. Like you don't even have to have that moment uh, where, where there's, there's shame. any kind of <laughs> contact. No shame. Just shame set it on my doorstep guess, and let me know when you leave. I don't want you inside of my house when I collect it. You know what you can do while you wait for the McDonald's now? You can sit on your couch with a bag of Doritos. Yeah. That's what you can yeah. do while you wait for that 2,000 calories. Do you know how many times I – left a 24-hour drive-thru because the drive-thru was closed and they were like, no, you have to come inside right? at 3 o'clock in the morning. Just was, yeah. You fucking come inside so you can get a good look at me while I order six meals? I'm not going to do that. No, sir, I'm yeah. not doing that. The only place I found, and I had this whole rationalization for a period of time where I was like, no, this is a this is a scientific experiment. Who makes the better cheeseburgers, 7-Eleven or AMPM? Right? Wow. How sick is that? And I yeah. had a whole thing of like, well, the guys working at 7-Eleven or AMPM are are less than the people working at McDonald's. Somehow McDonald's is a fine establishment. But if you're going in to buy 40s and rubbers right. at 2 o'clock in the morning, like you're, 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 you're used to a different level of degenerate. Right. So I can be a part of that. Like we're going to buy the little stem crack pipes and, and 40s and condoms and cheeseburgers, right? right. And you're not going to judge me for buying 18 of the pre-foil wrapped cheeseburgers in your hot case. Yeah, it's going to look like a party. That was the only yeah. place I was willing to like actually have a human-to-human -human interaction yeah. while buying food late at night. But I would leave a fast food joint if their drive through was closed. And yeah, I mean, Postmates, they're removing shame out of the equation. Yeah. They've removed it altogether. Yeah. It's not, it does not exist Don't anymore. look at me. Don't talk to Leave me. It Leave it on my door. Leave it on my doorstep. Yeah. It's crazy. Guys, I feel like we've really figured some shit out. Yeah. Or we've just All I know all is I'm depressed. Yeah. <laughs> Don't be depressed. Listen, you got to literally, do you know what I have to do sometimes? Sometimes I have to look at myself in the mirror and pick one thing where I'm like, is this awful? And I can, it takes time. And then I pick one thing and I go, okay, that's not disgusting. Like this, this much of my body, like if I took a picture and cup, cropped my head, 
my chest and everything out, maybe that where you just see my trap to my shoulder, maybe I have nothing bad to say about that today. Okay, good. Can I build on that? Yeah. That's it. It's fine. I'm going to pull them out of it on the drive home. Yeah. This Fat Loss Friends, our group, we are a support group. We're here for each other. I got you. I love you. a support group. I got you, babe. Yeah. Yeah, I think I talk the most shit, too. So that, yeah, you do. we can think about that one later. Yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> okay, good. Guys, thank you so much. This has been a lot of fun. Thanks for having us. All right. Yeah. Talk to you later. And now for the Q&A. This is a question from Caitlin, who says that she's been struggling with weight for her entire life. She's 35 years old. She said, what sort of mental and emotional support do you rely on to not relapse into bad eating habits? She says, I'm good if I get into a routine, but the smallest shift in that routine throws me out of it completely for months. Totally feel you, Caitlin, and can empathize with that and have experienced it. I love nothing more than a solid routine. That said, I run into the issue where if my routine was shaken up at all, it would derail me also. And so I have intentionally tried to shake up my my routines and just to kind of to kind of you know, like it's the idea of anti fragile. I think people are anti fragile that if 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 you batter them about a bit without breaking them they become stronger this is like the whole idea of weight lifting you you damage the muscle a little bit without tearing it and then it grows back stronger and so i think with anything like this if if we're running into trouble with something we've gone too far and so we need to work on our own by practicing small amounts of this thing that you know it's like these people you hear about like did you ever see the princess bride and he he put poison in both cups and he's immune to the poison because he took tiny nips of the poison over a long period of time you know he puts the cup in front of him and the cup in front of him and he pours poison and the little charles wallace i think his name is i, I don't know forget his name but he's like i think if you put the poison in front of me and then in front of you and then he switches the cups and and no, the point is that the guy, the Dread Pirate Roberts, who was played wonderfully and masterfully by Carrie Elwes, what a tangent I'm going on. He, 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 he steeled himself against this poison. So if a change in routine is your poison, then shake up your routine just enough that it doesn't derail you. And then shake it up again a little bit more and shake it up again a little bit more. And eventually you'll get to the point where no amount of shaking it up will derail you. I hope that's helpful. That's what I did. Thank you for the question. If you have a question that you would like me to answer on the podcast, please submit it to AmericanGlutton.net. Thanks for listening to this episode of American Glutton. I'm Ethan Suplee, and as always, joined by my chaperone, Paige Dorian. Follow us on Instagram at American Glutton Podcast. Sincerely. <laughs>